Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Hi, Wine and Dime listeners, Amy Irvine, CEO and founder of Rooted Planning Group here. And my guest today is the wonderful Becky Eason. It's been a while since Becky's been on the show, but as many of you know, Becky is also a financial planner with Rooted Planning Group. She's been by my side since 2018, and I'm so glad to have her as part of our team and, and for me to be a teammate of hers. Becky, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's great to be back on. Well, Becky, we're talking about a very exciting topic. Uh, one of the things that we also we had somebody write in and are asking for a friend section of our newsletter about budgeting. And so, you know, it's been a while since we've actually done a podcast on budgeting. And since you are our like, well, I don't want to say budget queen because, you know, but you are the person that can find deals. You have great ideas when it comes to budgeting. I thought it would be a great idea to have you on the show to talk about some things that you've seen, some things that you've seen work, and some ideas that you have around that illustrious budget, which, by the way, everyone, we at Rooted Planning Group call it the spending plan because doesn't it sound so much better than budget? <laughs> it's like, I'm not on a diet. I'm on a new eating plan. <laughs> yeah, much more friendly. Yes. Well, Becky, um, why don't you start by sharing some of the tips that you have, or, or maybe even when somebody doesn't know where to start, what are some of the places that they can really put it together? You know, what, what kind of mindset should they be getting? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, because it is such an overwhelming topic. Um, a lot of times where I like to start is what is your ultimate goal? You know, are you budgeting because you're having a cash flow um, deficit or are you budgeting just because you want to know where your money's going? So, you know, if you're budgeting because you have a cash flow deficit, then um, a great spot to start is by looking at each and every transaction that you've been historically making. So, Go back and look at your old transactions, you know, like the say the last three months and then take an average of what you've been spending. Write that down. You can build a spreadsheet. You can do it on, you know, pen and paper, whatever is going to work for you. 
That's a great idea. So you're saying like, if you look at your credit card statement or your bank statement, you're going to look down, you're going to kind of like look at every transaction and you're going to categorize those transactions, right? Like this was eating out, this was um, groceries, like kind of, even if it's on a spreadsheet or just a plain old piece of paper, but just really, for lack of a better definition, get very intimate with what you've spent money on. Yep. Yeah. And by going historical, you know, you're not really being conscious of like, this is what I should be spending my money on. It's okay. This is what I actually am doing. And then once you build that out, then you can analyze what you've been spending and put the value to it. Like say you're spending more on eating out than you would like to, because maybe it's a convenience thing. Um, versus like something that you actually get joy out of, then you can really evaluate and say, okay, maybe I don't want to be spending this much on whatever category it is. And then you can be more intentional about how do I stop that spend? Mm. Let's talk about that word for a minute, intentional. Um, because you're saying, you know, you're, you're evaluating what you've spent and adding values. That's what I heard you say, adding values to that spend. When you think about spending intentionally, I think that's where a lot of people, they, they do really good at first. But it's hard, like it's really hard to keep track of that because life is so busy. Do you have any tips on how to be intentional? Like any ways to make it easier? There are some wonderful um, apps that you can use. And like mint.com is one that you can actually link your debit and credit cards right to. And you know, the categories may not be exact, but at least it's a lot more of a hands-off approach. Um, that may be one option to save time. Another option is to, you know, set a couple, like maybe half hour a week aside just to really go through each transaction. Um, you know, personally, I found that one for me worked best because I was actually like reviewing it and taking the time to wonder what each transaction was. So taking a look at that credit card statement and saying for the last week, we spent this kind of money and that kind of sets you up for the next week, right? So if you realize that we ate out three nights this week, that's crazy. You know, if that's something that doesn't bring you really valuable, then you can say, okay, next week, we're going to make sure that we meal prep. So that's kind of a simple, you know, I guess way of saying it, but that does keep it in the forefront of your mind uh, if you do that once a week. And did you find that it took you about 30 minutes? Yeah, I would say so. Um, by the time that I went through um, all of our different credit cards and then the bank statement and, you know, by the time that we recorded it and talked about it too, my husband and I made him sit down with me and, um, you know, we went through it together. So you had a money date. We did. <laughs> did he consider it a money date? <laughs> I would say so. I mean, I don't think he had as much fun on it as I did, but. I think that's funny. I think we, we joke about money dates, but I think they are, you know, again, this is, especially if you have a partner, I think it's really important that both people in the relationship know where money is being spent. It'll avoid, it'll definitely avoid arguments in the future. 
if everybody knows where money is going. Like, there's no question on that. So it, it really makes sure that everybody's on the page. So once you get intentional about, and one thing that I've done in the past or told people in the past too, is sometimes you can use, like if you have, most people have two or three credit cards and sometimes you can say, okay, this is my eating out credit card. You know, like X credit card is my eating out credit card. And if it gets above, you know, it starts to get close to X dollars, I'm done. Like that's it. That's my limit. And it's easy for me to track because I can see that balance really easy on that credit card. So that's another thing that I've, you know, another technique, I guess you want to say that for some people, um, it, it makes it easy for them. So you were talking about getting intentional. There's some apps that you suggested. What are some other ideas around the spending plan that you've given to clients? So another one is once you know where your money's going and maybe how much extra you have at the end of each month or how much you need to come up with to really be even, then you can set goals about, you know, maybe it's travel. Like if you want to do more traveling because that brings you joy, how can you shift other spending to open up more of a travel budget. Mm -hmm. So you're building that into your spending plan um, as if it is a, you know, a line item expense, because eventually it will be an expense, but you're sort of budgeting it on a weekly or biweekly or monthly basis to say, okay, I know this, I know this is stuff I want to do. I'm going to quote unquote spend the money now by putting it in a savings account. So it's available for me when I actually do it. So then I'm not putting it on a credit card I'm not going into debt for the trip that I really want to take. That's a great idea. Yeah. And then also builds a bucket so you know exactly how much you can spend. That's true. Like that, you can visualize it. I have a travel account myself. Um, just it's a savings account that we label as travel. And as, you, as a lot of people know, you know, Brent and I want to go to Scotland next year and money goes into that travel account so that. I know like when I buy the plane tickets, you know, that those, whatever the dollar is, I'm going to transfer that money right out of that savings account onto the credit card. So once as immediately after it clears the credit card, I transfer that money. So I know, you know, how much is available for that Scotland trip at all times or whatever trip, you know, we're taking, but right now we're just saving for that one. So that's a great one. And it's a good visualization as well. You mentioned goals. Um, is that something that you think people, you know, sit down and do often enough? No. Yeah. No. And I think, you know, especially if you are in any kind of relationship or partnership that can bring a lot of stress by not talking about goals because like, you know, two people may have totally different goals and no idea how to merge them or even achieve both goals. Couples and money can be an interesting adventure, especially um, especially in today's busy world. It is a challenge. So you mentioned, you know, you're you're saying value. If I heard you correctly, once you get the values associated with the spending, and then you set some goals, you automate. That's what I heard you say, right? You automate saving for those goals. Are there other tips that you have given to people that have helped them, especially if it's, uh, it's one thing if you want to know where your money's going, but especially if there's a deficit, are there things that you can, you've suggested to people that help them, you know, I want to say reduce their spending, although that's really what it is, but sometimes it's also earning more money, right? I mean, it could be both. Are there areas that you help them dig into or suggest that they look at digging into that may help them with that? 
Yeah. So that one's a tricky one because um, there's so many different ways that you can go about, you know, either reducing the spending or earning more. Um, sometimes it's people we love to see save for retirement and stuff, but sometimes, you know, people may not have the cash flow to be maxing out their 401ks. Um, so maybe they have to scale that back a little bit and put the money somewhere else because if you're saving for retirement, but then accruing credit card debt, you know, you have to find that balance. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially um, people will say, well, that's a really good point. I'm in a high tax bracket, so I'm maximizing my 401k plan. But if they're looking at their credit card statements right now, it's not uncommon for people to be paying 20, 29, 30% on their credit card debt. So are you really saving money in taxes? Are you really saving money when you're paying more on your credit card interest than you are saving on your taxes? That's a really good point that maybe maybe you save up to the match that you're getting and you know make sure that you have enough that you're not putting more on credit card. That's an excellent point for people. And, and it's, it's counterintuitive to what we read a lot and talk about a lot, but it's a really good tip that I think um, people don't realize how credit card debt especially can actually delay retirement if they don't, you know, if they don't take care of it early. Yeah. And it can also impact your credit, which then snowballs into other things. Like if you want to get a mortgage, um, but you're paying high interest rate on the mortgage, rates. right? Yeah. 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 Insurance rates, the better, the worse your credit score, the higher the insurance rates. That's a good point. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, insurance rates to a certain extent are impacted by your credit because the lower your credit, the more of a risk you're seen as. And so to make up for that risk, you have to pay more in premiums. Um, so if you have a higher credit score, a lot of times you see lower rates, um, which yeah, so if you have lower rates, that can save you cash flow. Exactly. It's like this circle, right? And it also can mean a job, you know, like in our profession and some others too, especially in anything financial, if you have a really low credit score, you're considered a very high risk employee. And some companies' policies don't, you know, they just, if you don't have a certain credit score, that eliminates you from employment. So yeah, that, that could be another uh, income deterrent. Uh, if you're trying to increase, increase your income, you apply for a job and they don't give it to you because of credit score. So other ideas. Now you, I'm going to put you on the spot for just a second, but you are very crafty. Like if I'm looking for discounts, I go to Becky. She has this magic research tool. I don't know what it is, whatever, how she does it. She's able to find really good discounts on a lot of things. And that's another good budgeting idea or spending plan idea. What are some of the tricks of the trade, especially on travel, maybe, but other things too? What are some of the tricks of the trade that you found very helpful in your experience? Yeah. So for travel, I'll set price alerts on flights. And um, one site I use is like Google Flights, where they actually tell you if it's a high, low, average price. Mm -hmm. um, so I use that. I also, you know, monitor the price once I book a ticket on, um, for example, like a cruise. You know, if the price goes down, some companies will actually give you a like a price adjustment to the lower mm -hmm. price, but you have to watch it. Mm -hmm. And through Google flights, it's like that, right? If you, they'll actually notify you and a lot of the airlines will give you, you have to reach out to them, but a lot of the airlines will do that. Yeah, that's a great idea. 
Yeah. And also strategizing what day of the week you leave. You know, if you're, if your vacation is flexible, certain days have a lower rate um, or times of year. So if you go on a Tuesday versus a Friday or a Saturday, then you can actually get lower flight costs and even lower like cruises, you know, that leave on a Tuesday might be cheaper than cruises that leave on a Sunday or something. Yep. And same with hotels. Um, The more flexibility you have, the more you can save. Mm -hmm. And then there's also different apps that you can utilize um, to look for discount codes or possibly working with a travel agent. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because travel agents are sort of, I've kind of thought of them as going by the wayside. Like everybody does everything online, but you're saying that working with a travel agent can actually save you some money. Potentially. Yeah. Yep. In some cases, they'll actually watch for the price adjustments for you at no extra cost. So, you know, it may not necessarily save money, but it saves a lot of time. Which can mean money. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Any final recommendations or ideas that you'd like to share when we talk about that, uh, you know, spending plan? Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. Um, There's a lot of fear around looking at your spending and it can be fearful and um, time consuming, but the sooner you do it, the sooner you'll be able to see the results. That's great. And Becky, one final question I have, uh, if somebody finds themselves, you know, the reason that they want to put the spending plan together and it's because they've gotten into negative cash flow and maybe their credit card debt has gotten a little bit larger than they're comfortable with. It might be keeping them up at night. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, a lot of people get embarrassed by it. Like you said, it might be fearful, but they get embarrassed by it. And we have always said at the firm, don't shoot on yourself, um, you know, because you can't, you can't do that. Are there places that people can go either online or resources that they can read in addition to listening to this podcast that might help them give them some guidance and and give them some tips on where they can start. So um, there might be some county resources that are local to you. Um, You know, different government organizations actually, you know, have different workshops available or like free or low cost counseling. Yeah. Like Um, Steuben County has Cornell. Well, all of New York has a cooperative extension through Cornell, but Steuben County has um, an actual money management system or department or service that they offer that will help like that. So yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And sometimes like local churches and um, different nonprofits will actually have um, in-person workshops or, you know, we're so remote now that Mm -hmm. actually offer hybrid options too. Well, I think those are great tips. Thank you so much, Becky, for joining today and for the wonderful tips that you gave. Uh, Just in recap, I think today, if you missed it when you were listening, if you go back to the beginning, you're going to hear what is the goal of budgeting cash flow versus when you want to spend. You're going to listen and or you're going to learn how to evaluate the value of the money that you're spending uh, on the places that you're spending it. And then some really neat apps and techniques that you can use to help get, get that spending plan going with some ideas that might put you in the right place. And we are going to be publishing a book, just a little 
unbridled plug here. We are going to be publishing a book relatively soon that will have some budgeting tools or spending plan development tools in there. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Thank you so much, Becky, for all the tips today. And for the listeners, we really appreciate you listening to the show today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode just as much as you've enjoyed the others. We would love it if you'd share it with any friends and family members that you think might find it helpful. And of course, if you have a moment, hop on over to iTunes and rate us so that more people like you can find us. And a special shout out to TJ Mian at, at Mian Media. We certainly appreciate all the faux pas that you fix while you're in the blending you do when you're in production stages of this podcast. Thanks everyone. And hope you had a great time listening. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.